Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to James and Flav for now. Uh, welcome to our patrons. You're not one of them if you're watching this on YouTube. You could have been. And... Uh... Many of you guys will be coming to our live show. I want to get straight into it with this. And I think I might do this each week just to get, we need to get hot, steamy debate into the podcast because our intention after 30 seconds is woeful. So Jack Beswick asks, if Modric, if Modric gets into an all-time 11, then De Bruyne should get on the bench at least. Yeah. Would you agree with I'm that not comment? Too good. I'm, not, I'm not feeling too good, James. I know you're trying to... I'd, I'm not feeling great. I, I can't. Also, I've also got a little visual, visual hook here as well for when you're ready as well. What sorry, that? what's wrong? What's wrong with you? Hey, hey, hey you seem off. Okay. Um, our fingers are not good at the moment, mate. I'm struggling. Well, a, yeah, I thought something's up where you weren't wearing your hat. What's up? I had an incident. Something happened this morning about half past six. <laughs> you, um, wow, you know the time specifically. This must have been. Well, because I looked up at the clock, because I thought this is momentous. I need to remember exactly what happened, when it happened, just in case, you know, people are going to ask questens about how this came to be. What happened, mate? You're right. Do you want to talk about it now, or do you want to talk about it later? No, I think I think we need to talk about it now. Um, I trod on I trod on a slug with barefoot. Oh god, that exploded. Oh no! Between my toes, a barefoot. <laughs> I think I heard a. And then it's got a scream of pain. That's yeah, tough. from the slug. From the slug, it's tough. That is honestly right up there for me. Like yeah. the worst things that I could ever do is tread on the slug. Yeah, barefoot. And, and not, I mean, that's not even to say the symbolism behind it, because we've got a live show full, a two hundred, a room full of two hundred slugs, and I've killed one of them. Well, one of us. <laughs> I think you get yeah, a bit confused. <laughs> I think you get a little bit confused, love. Uh, are you? What are you expecting from the live show? Just a like swarm of slugs, <laughs> like actual some no, dry, some moist. <laughs> two hundred of them. Oh, Wait, man, mental. Sold out in two days. Sold out in two days. Could've, we could have could have filled Wembley. Could have filled Wembley. Yeah. Do you think? Um, do you think if you uh, trod barefoot on a snail, crush the shell and all that stuff between mm, the toes? No, you were given a shit. Worse. No, well, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have given a shit. But but and and plus snails. In this instance, snails are more decent, aren't they? Because they they've got the shell, gives you warning. You hear the crack, you stop treading. Yeah, I think Whereas our retention's um, done, Flav. 
Oh, yeah, talking about slugs for the first two minutes and I'm trying to put some light, hot, steamy football debate in, into the bloody podcast. What, you, what was the question? If Modric gets into an all-time 11, does Modric get into an all-time 11? We spoke that on the last yes. podcast. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, okay. he does. Yeah, if yeah. he does, then does De Bruyne need to be on the bench of this all-time 11? How many people playing within the last... This is a good question. How many people it's playing within the last 20 years make it into the all-time 11? Is it, um, is it generally populated with players from the last 20 years? And is that fair? It's, this is like the, with the Harry Kane and Wayne Rooney debate that's been raging on Twitter been, over the last week. Has that been week. raging on? Fucking raging on. Absolutely raging. Where, well, we've like saying that there's a recency bias with Harry Kane being, how could it even be a conversation? The fact that if, if you're saying, how could it be even a conversation, then you shouldn't be in part of that conversation. Do you know what I mean? It's not even, if you can't see that there is the debate to be had or conversation at least to be had, then you, there's no point you even opening your mouth. I find um, this funny, this sort of, before you even make a decision on something, something has to qualify for the conversation. That's that. When did that start? Um, if you can't conceive the fact that Harry Kane might, might be, not is, might be, there might be a world where Harry Kane is as good as Wayne Rooney, then if you can't, why are you even getting involved in the conversation? Because it's absurd to think that he's not in the same bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's de- he's definitely in the conversation. He qualifies for the conversation. He makes it he's in the conversation. Um. So this is this. I mean, so how, the, I'm saying there's a reason. Yeah. With De Bruyne, how you know when we do your like your top three ever Premier League players, is he's in is there. De Bruyne in there? Yeah, I think maybe. Mm, yeah, he is. There's not a lot in it. I mean, it's Who's like. Who's your top three Premier League players of all time? Here we go. Here we go. And I will explain the cups yeah. in a second. Yeah. Put them to the side for now. Top three. Ego, I've got a title. Great. Top three. And put yours in the. Uh, patrons, put yours in the chat. If you want to become a patron, join us and become moist and understand what that means, then there is a link in the description. Top three Premier League players of all time. That's so difficult. There's so many parameters. You can't say Modric because he wasn't there long enough. Didn't definitely, do it for long definitely enough. Definitely can't say. He's not. Do you know what, do you know what Flav? He's but not even in the conversation. He, he he's not in the conversation. Because he, he wasn't there. He's only at Spurs for three or four years, wasn't he? Um, so you can't, you can't say oh, him, even though he's hard, the best midfielder. Who's in the what, conversation? Should we just should we well, get there? Should we try and figure that out first? Let me just let me just qualify this. Modric is the best midfielder the Premier League has ever seen, hands down. But in terms of, he hasn't got the body of work to be in the conversation, Jim. So, okay. I'm going to say, who are yours? Who are yours? Right. So we're getting we're getting people in the conversation. Uh, there's people like Gerard Rooney. No, nah, not Gerard. Kane, if you want to chuck him in there, Aguero, Lampard. I think it's quite a personal thing. Wayne Rooney's in there. Henri's in there. Henri isn't in there. Henri is definitely in there. Harry Henry. Kane is in there. Premier League all time top three. Here we go. This George, this is mate, this is what this is gonna take. I'm excited. This is gonna take the podcast. Fucking idiots. This is gonna take the podcast to a new level, okay? We're gonna start off with top threes. We're going to go through all the banal ones like this one, okay? 
So excited. Yeah. Right? So, first I mean, it'll bit, do numbers, Jim. I want, I want the worst ones, the ones that everyone's doing, and we'll just slap that on the front of the thumbnail, and you stupid people will come in and go, oh, yeah, well, mm, 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 great football debate. Jim, we, we, this was called Back in the Bull Street days, and this is where, this is the etymology of the collective of the now yeah, yeah, of yeah, the yeah. slugs. It's come full circle. It's called, what we called it slug farming. <laughs> Just mm. get them in. Get them in. Get them in. The bullshit get with, football chat. Non, yeah, with a rubbish football chat. Although these are interesting talking about them, and I'm always intrigued. I remember back in Bull Street, one of the questions you asked me was, um, who's going to have a better career? And it was, it was Jesus, I think it was, right. and... And it was another one. And I looked at you and I was like, oh. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, yeah, I don't care. Lad. We had a format called You Decide, which is actually a That's very it. good format. That's a good format. It's you a great decide. format that didn't what? get didn't get the quality, you know, didn't get the views it deserved. Like most stuff I put out. In <laughs> in particular, by the way, if you're watching this, please go and watch the QPR Dream Teams. It's brilliant. It's honestly brilliant. And I'm not, uh, yes, I'm biased, incredibly so, but it's a really good video. But because it's not about Sabitza at Man United or whatever, it doesn't get the clicks and it is annoying. So if you would like to watch a good video, completely up to you, but if you'd like to watch a good video, go and watch the QBR Dream Scenes, for God's sake. And if you don't believe me, go and look at the comments. Because <laughs> Ilias Chair, Ilias Chair says, and I quote, it's not my problem. I'm an alpha male. <laughs> he says that a footballer. I got a footballer to say that. Right. There's a delicious irony to Ilias Chair saying that, though, isn't there? He said that. He said, "I'm coming with sledgehammers." They. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, Just go go watch it. Right. Back to this Premier League top three. I'm going for Thierry Henry. Was number one. How, if he was number one, he'd yeah, be I think forward, that... a forward that hasn't scored anywhere near as many goals as Harry Kane or or Shira or Aguero. So I Aguero, I, I don't get Aguero. Just doesn't work for me. Um, Aguero, Shira, and it's either Salah or De Bruyne. It's who you like, isn't it? It's what you like. I wouldn't put Shira in there. It's just fucking dull. Um. I wouldn't I'm... put Ori and Henri in there because fundamentally. Let's Ferdinand. Okay. No, I do, okay. No, do you know what? Do you know what? I do you know what from a personal preference. Probably not. This is a different question, but my three—that's my Premier League three—is yeah. Henri, Shearer, and Gerard. Henri, Shearer, and Gerard. Yeah. Who's your three? I can only go by what I like. I think that's a great place to start. I only go what I like. And I'm saying Kane, Modric, Vertonghen. Why are they always forwards, though? Can't you? Why doesn't anyone appreciate? Why isn't Van Dijk there? That's, you can't have three Tottenham players. You can't. I can do what I want. That's, that's, that is. All right, all right, all right, poor, all right. Gonna... So poor. No. But isn't it so boring no. going, oh, Henri, Gerard, oh, they're all so good, aren't they? That's Are the they? question, isn't it? You can't... Vertonghen. Vertonghen's in the top three Premier players of all time. God, these debates are good. <laughs> right, get get a, get a debate in for next week. Flav's great, three greatest Premier League players of all time. And I and in the broad question, not Tottenham, 
all time any club, Vertonghen, <laughs> Vertonghen, Kane, and much Vertonghen, Yang, is that his name? Jan Vertonghen. Jan, Jan Vertonghen, yeah. Dominic, He's a Rolls Royce of a centre back. Dominic's putting Vidic. Vidic? Vidic van der Sar, a <laughs> Van der Sar, you chucked a goalkeeper in there. No offence, Thomas. But why, why? Why? Well, his dad was a goalkeeper, so he's allowed to do that. Who's the best goalkeeper? Uh, well, we'll save that for next week. Don't want to run out of topics. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not blow our load. Okay. So that was good. Uh, De Bruyne was close there. And and I do think Salah is um, forgotten a little bit. Ben, ben says Prime Vertonghen is better than Prime Van Dyke. Discuss. Disgusting. Okay. Another comment. But Rob, you know what? If, 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 there is a, there is a sort of club bias here because if he played, if Vertonghen had played for Liverpool, you'd have never heard the end of how good he is. But like, because he's Spurs, we're, we're we're quite subtle with it. You know what I mean? We know how good they are. We don't have to go online bragging about it. Like I know, Henri, I know Henri isn't as good as Harry Kane at doing his job. I know that, so I don't have to keep saying it everywhere I go. Okay. Ali Fowler. If anyone on the like live show, by the way, on the live show, anyone wants to debate me on this Harry Kane thing, Harry Kane Henri. Let's bring it. Say whatever you like. Yeah, you're bulletproof. You got that. You got that sorted out. Nothing you can say. Uh, Ross, Simpson, Ross Simpson's gone for Tony Hibbert, Richard Dunn, and Lee Catamol. That's another one. The top three shit houses. So I actually, this will be next week's right. So on our mailbag, someone said instead of the streets won't forget, we want the pavements will remember. Which is the which is and the perfect three would be certainly contenders are Tony Hibbert, Richard Dunn, and Lee Catamol. So the players that the complete opposite of say an Adele Tarapt. So that could be maybe next yeah. one. Um, but yeah, yeah. Live, live show on Monday, Flav. We're going to be watching Tottenham Everton as well. The uh, the tickets sold like hotcakes. Um, yeah. I was, well, we were never in doubt. We knew the sluggies would would turn up in their droves, and they have. And it's going to be it's, forget slugs. It's going to be like sardines in there. So don't don't bring like three coats, okay? Don't bring stuff because it's going to be it's going to be a tight fit. But it's, it's going to be gonna, great. It's going to be warm in there, boys and girls. Oh yes, it's going to get moist. And <laughs> get moist. And we've got uh, we've got some entertainment. Nigel Martin's son will be singing operatically. Is there, anything more, is there anything more? Is there anything more Jaffin? Yeah, more Jaffin than Nigel Martin's son singing <laughs> opera at our live show. Can't singing, wait! It, I can't wait! And he's good. He's That's good. the thing. But the boy, and the I, boy can sing. And I, we'll say it now, you lot. If you lot don't bloody respect that performance with the respect it deserves, I will smash the place up. Okay. I don't want any like talking during this singing. It's pure just silence. Utter silence, silence. And watch. No movement. Still. Yeah, literally. Everyone's still, got to be as still as possible. Yeah. The only just movement the, art. the only movement that is allowed are tears yes. and wiping of tears, said tears. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, we're buzzing. Don't want any blowjobs in the back. Yeah, no blowjobs in on in the crowd, please. <laughs> it's gonna affect your view of the the yeah. performance. We just like we'll say right now, no blowjobs at all. Hmm. Has anyone no. <laughs> has anyone received a blowjob whilst um, classical music has been playing? <laughs> I mean, no, I, I don't want to. I don't think. Uh, no, I don't think so. And this can't be the start. You know, this is a the public place. 
no, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, there's no trees or anything like that to hide behind. Exactly. Uh, Rob FM, it's a, it's a baby laugh. And I just thought this was important, but it was important. I, I just want to know if you know this, and I just wanted to know what your reaction would be to this. Rob FM says, just wanted to make sure everyone in the comments knows that Will still has led Reams to a 19-game unbeaten run in all competitions. At 30 years old, he's the youngest manager in Europe's top five leagues, and Reams pay 22 grand each time still manages because he doesn't have a UEFA, UEFA Pro license. Of course I know that. I'm not fucking dead, am I? That is. That has been... So this was from the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Good Lord, I've read and seen that quite a lot of times. I've even done a YouTube short on it because it's just it is a tap-in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's, what's this? What? Who's this? What's Who's this guy? Oh, that's he is. Yeah. Well, I mean, James, let me ask you a question. Let me move it along. I'm oh, sorry, have you finished? No, yeah, I'm finished. Let me move this along. Would you take him a QPR right now? Uh, I would take it. No, because uh, in Gareth we trust. In Gareth, Haynes, I know. Imagine, imagine if he got hit by a car. Well, that would be devastating. I know it'd be he, sad, but you have yeah, to move yeah, on. Yeah, what yeah. would it be? I've still got to make videos. Will? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd take him. I like him. I, I've listened to. I listened to an interview with him and. It was. He's really good. I like the way he spoke. He used yeah. the word in the interview. He used the word toss pot, <laughs> and I thought, yeah, you're you're good for me. That's my kind of guy. In a BBC um, podcast interview, he said, toss "Is pot. it? Wor- <laughs> are you worried about the geeks taking over somewhat?" So, on the gonna... ripple effect with Rory, we spoke about Lampard, and what I put forward was that one consequence of his managerial tenure. Is that the the sort of do you remember the Pardew, Allardyce, Pulis years, right? Where yeah, sort of yeah, the, the stable, the stable of guys that everyone turned their nose up at. Yeah, I think yeah. ex quality ex pros trying their hand at management. I think that's the new thing, new thing to not be basically. And yeah, I think Lampard yeah. and Gerard, Henri, not really getting his teeth into anything of note. Uh, Rooney sort of running off to America. I I think that group, probably because of Lampard's failings as part of it, they will be a sort of stable. Because the truth is now, you've got to be so smart to be a manager. Whereas back in the day, you just need to know the game. Very different. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Um... And Will is... Will still is smart. Who's the best? Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, if he gets results, 19 games unbeaten at any level is incredible. So, fair play. Um, who's the best manager? Who, who, who's, who's, what, 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 what manager in the world was the best footballer? Like the best, so who's the best footballer? And who's, let me start. Zidane. Who had the best, yeah. So, you know what I was talking about. It is Zidane. Aside from Zidane, but, Franz Beckenbauer. What did he do in managing? He won the World Cup. Have you done a video in this? No. How did, how did you go straight to Beckenbauer? What's wrong with you? He's the first player to win in the World Cup as a player and a manager. Got facts, have you? A couple. Pathetic. Okay. Um, <laughs> you asked the question. The <laughs> it's definitely your question. Most of them are, most of them are shit. Klopp, Arsene Wenger, Alex most Ferguson. Of the, yeah, you're better off being a bad player. On it, like honestly, you are because I think you'll understand how to develop people. Because like you hear it all the time, let's say like Glenn Hoddle, like or let's yeah, I mean yeah, Glenn Hoddle to a point yeah. that like players need to be able to do what you want them to, and also when it comes to that mindset, 
they need to have that mindset as well. And so sometimes you need to like, you know, move people upwards. And, and that's, that's what these yeah. people do. They, they can see in, they can see in the players, what they need, what they didn't receive as players from managers, probably. Oh, yeah. I, I could have done with this. It's like parents who didn't have a great relationship with their father and turn out often to be good parents because they fill the void that they had when they were a kid. Do you think you need, if you're going to be, so there's a couple of names here, Xavi and Alonso, Klinsman, James, you're talking about Klinsman on the mailbag this week. Front runner for the Tottenham why job, did, I hear. The did, only choice. You, uh... <laughs> yeah. Vlad did an interview I'm with a uh, Bundesliga journalist and uh, that Bundesliga journalist said, Nagelsmann, no chance, you're wasting your time. <laughs> not talking to them, not speaking to the audience really there. And he then goes, yeah. you know what you need? You need to get Klinsman in. Or uh, Stefan Freund. I was so, so confused. I was like, what? Huh? <laughs> so, uh, what? Do, you, do you want to get Tottenham out of the way? I suppose we've got to talk about it. It's, uh, how's it going? Do you think it's going well? I mean, really, <laughs> there's not really much news on you, is there? Really top, still top four. Still four. Do you know what, James? Do you know what? All I wanted, I couldn't wait. I could not wait for the, 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 the international break. Like, when you work in football, when you're just a, a, a punter, right? When you're a fan... And and all you all you gotta do is just watch football and not think about it and talk about it too much. Yeah. Or not if you don't want to. The international breaks are pain in the ass. But if you make content around football, it's it's a dream. It's like an absolute it. oh, dream. Man, oh, wonderful. Oh, oh just, oh, to, just oh. turn the tap off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't just have to absorb anything. Don't have to think about anything for 10, 15 days. Yeah. Yeah. Not Spurs though. No. no. Yeah. Not That's Spurs. It. That could that could make you We've, leggy. Um, that could make you leggy as the season progresses, as a uh, as an opinion maker. I've, I've done more done more podcasts in the last ten days than I've ever done in a condensed period since I started the fighting cock. It's really? supposed to be a quiet time. All, yeah, ne- um, all negative as well, isn't it? That's, yeah, isn't it? Negative. Or have you been able to spin it in any way? Was any positives? No, what, no, any, no, positive? what, what, any positives in the well, chat? Let us know. We had uh, we had Barstool, which is quickly becoming an absolute cesspit for football. Or is um, you're the second mi- person to say that to me this week? Uh, they, they've gone all in. They're just audience grabbers, right? Which is fine. We've seen it before. But whereas Lad Bible kind of became quality, yeah, or did good work, you could argue, and good, Joe and great all those formats, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Fallout are like the the, the dregs, they're the bottom dwellers. Um, they just steal tweets, basically, just steal ideas, steal steal anything because you can't be protected. So the case in point here is we put out a tweet. Uh, yesterday, me and Zeus spent, Giza, he helps us with social media, he spent five minutes coming up with a very simple tweet, which is no manager, no head coach, no director of football, just Daniel Levy, Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. They just ripped it and put it over everything that they could find. Really? They put it on Expressions, tw- Twitter, uh, they put it on their main oh, account. Expressions with Barstool? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And so is Troops and the... Anyway, um, so whatever, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I, I couldn't give a shit really, but they are. They've. There's just. They're scummy just, though, isn't it? It's just scum. Yeah, they're just. It's just shit. They were. Um, the, they were the ones who put the Ainsworth tweet out as well. There you go. That's so, so funny. That, so did the ripple effect with Joe Tomlinson this week, and he said Barstool is the worst. Yeah. So that's great. Like, like, yeah. If you're working for Barstool, you you want out pretty much. I'd have thought. It's not good. It's like the. It's like the tabloid of 
football media. Anyway, uh, what was you saying? Um, so yeah, Paratici just... Worldwide Ban. Uh, Paratici Worldwide Ban. The no club manager. putting out a video. No manager. Club putting out a video statement um, from Paratici. I don't know if you saw this, explaining the situation, the managerial search. Less than 24 hours later, worldwide ban, can't operate in football. Spurs scramble around going, why, didn't, why weren't we pre-warned about this? Well, we knew it was happening. You knew what you did or been accused of or found guilty of in Italy. You knew what was coming and yet did nothing. Now, you could argue that it's better for Spurs to have kept him and allowed him to operate for as long as possible because... No doubt he's the best thing that we had at a football club for the last two, three years. Um, but, you know, really what they should have done is probably terminated his contract when he was found guilty in Italy. It's just because it's another country. It's still football, isn't it? Um, but, you know, he got some good players in during that time. And Pedro Porro's kind of come in who I really like. I think he's going to be a really good player for us. Probably wouldn't have happened without, without Paratici, if you believe. The problem we have now is that Daniel Levy is back in control of the footballing aspects of the football club, which it's not the end of the world, but it's kind of been here and done that. I mean, it doesn't feel like we're moving forward. I talked about us being rudderless. The problem with Conte not leading and, and um, with, no, with no clear direction of the football club, like you're seeing at Arsenal, for example, where everything feels like it's moving in the right direction. The main... Con- main, the main um, Drive and what drives everything of that at Arsenal seems to be about what happens on the pitch, whereas Spurs, it's like all over the place, like deals, NFL, race car tracks, Beyonce concerts, worldwide, world class boxing, you know, Fury, Joshua, all of that. It's like the, the attention isn't on the pitch, and what's happening, what it feels like as a, a fan base, is that there's no leadership, there's no, there's nothing driving the football apart from Paratici. Now he's gone, so. You got um, you got Daniel Levy, who's you know, undoubtedly very busy doing things other than making sure Tottenham Hotspur can one day challenge for a league. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, we just don't know where we are. But what will happen towards the end of the season? Um, I don't know. Stellini Stadium uh, as uh, he's number number two. This is a guy who's also been banned for match fixing in his career as well. <laughs> right. Uh, so that's so as this. I'm sure as this goes out, he's already probably. <laughs> There's probably something's dropped on him, and he's he can't manage. Back back to Mason. Yeah, he he. This happened in with Bari back in Italy about I don't know, fifteen years ago. Um, but he was banned for two and a half years. It was years uh, ago. Doesn't matter. Come on. Um, but so when what I would say, what I would say is that when Conte was sorry when Conte was away in Italy for eight weeks, uh, we didn't lose a game. We didn't concede a goal. We beat Man City, Chelsea, and West Ham. Um, so I think Conte not being there will be a lift for the players. Romero has reportedly said that he was about he was going to give the club an ultimatum in the summer either sack Conte or I want to I want out. Really? Uh, if you believe what you read, these are Report these are things that come across. Yeah, I'll tell you where that came from, so it's not just me making it up. Bar at uh, bar stool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, where is it? Um, this is the, the do you know what though. Like, I think the sort of the Stellini thing allows you a bit of time between now and the summer to get yourself set in terms of that next manager. Because the last thing you want is what happened with Nuno, where he was what, what was he seventh choice or whatever it might have been. Like mm. you, you want it to just like look like you went and got your man, be that Pochettino or Nagelsmann. It feels like it's those mm. are the two obvious ones. Because this is, this is the quite possibly 
and this is a hyperbolic, but it does feel like it. Like the biggest summer that Tottenham have had in at least a decade. Like in terms of stuff you've got to sort out and, and you've got to get get a squad in place. Will it have Harry Kane? Will it not have Harry Kane? And that's been obviously rumbled on for years and years. But it does like really feel like you know, it would be obvious for him to move on now. Like changing manager, changing possibly managerial strategy. I don't think, I think that's the old strategy was clearly a wrong one in terms of go and get these old messiahs. So they need to go and get, they need to have a better strategy that's going to align with where Tottenham need to get to. But also, mm-hmm. yeah, you're getting ready for life after after Kane, maybe needing a new director of football. Like, would you want him to, would you want to sort of stick with Paratici or, or do you want to, is it again one where you've got to clear the decks now? He's banned. He's banned for for twenty seven months. There is no sticking with. Oh, Paris there's TV. no way. All right, there's no way back. There's no appeals. I guess, well, yeah, I guess. I guess he can uh, uh, appeal. What he's it's it's happened. It's he's he's been all that's happened. He, he was banned in Italy. Yeah, and then no, I know that. Looked, looked at it, and now he's. Um, now he's banned everywhere. <laughs> All so, right. but, but I was wondering if you could appeal that ban everywhere as opposed to the abet. The uh, I, I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, but I, no, you've got to get rid of him. He's, he's positions behind. He's, he's he's cooked the books at another football club. It's not. It's about. It's about how the club is seen, right? right. It's the integrity of the brand, right? You, it's it's just not his position is untenable in the same way okay. that Conte's was after. After um after the comments after the Southampton game, he might have been right about what he was saying more or less. So has he left the club? Not yet. He should should have done, <laughs> but, but somehow they're just <laughs> just hanging on. Yeah. Look, I mean, I think good. they see their value, but look, football is a is a mess right now. There's there are players playing for for and have done for for who who are have been accused of heinous things and just play because they're good. Instead of looking at the right football, is is like the last place you look for decency. So if Spurs can find a way of getting out of this, so that Paratici can operate in the way he normally does, then I'm sure we'll keep him on. Um, it's not. There's too much at stake for Daniel Levy to really worry about what people are going to say. But from my perspective, and I think for a lot of people, he, he has to. He has to be sacked. It's not because you, you need to. You need to move though, don't resign. you? You got to move. Yeah, we've got to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only forward. And the thing is, you're right, mate. Only forward. There is so much to sort out. There is so much to sort out. There are there is a goalkeeper situation to sort out. There's a whole new defence that we need to to find players to fill uh, or to to, to 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 be a part of. Um, current right now, we've got massive injury problems. We've got no left wing backs. We've you know we're we're in a situation where we're trying to qualify for the Champions League. If we don't qualify for the Champions League, it's very difficult to attract the players that we want to attract. It feels like we've come to a point where it needs it needs resetting. Um, so this 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 summer will be interesting and very difficult. And I've got to say, we'll probably be on paper not as strong as we are right now. I don't think I can't think of how we can fix all of the problems that are currently at the club, but. You know, fuck a year a from now. Freedom, no maybe next couple of games, you might have a bit of freedom and allow them a bit of responsibility. Like I, I heard, um, I heard the great Danny Murphy saying that that when when you have an interim manager, that there is that kind of release a little bit of the tensions of the past, and that might Definitely. occur with, with Conte. Uh, We've Conte seen that, yeah. Everton yeah. on Monday night. That's going to be on the live show. Then Brighton at home. Then Bournemouth at home. 
all winnable stuff. Then you got that tricky um, set of three: Newcastle, Man United, Liverpool. So, tis up for grabs. Um, yeah, it is up for grabs. I think uh, Everton's going to be really tricky. Just the way Dyche plays football. Yeah, and um, they've got so good players suited to his to his um, to his system. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what? Cheer you up. On, on, on Let's a... cheer you up. Ready? Cheer me up. Okay. I'm fine, by the way. He's fucking. Well, I mean, there's actually. I'm fine. So here we go. Got some mugs here. For those of you who don't know, on the mailbag, we we you were able your... to. Oh yeah, we were able to enjoy. We were able to enjoy the commentary of the nine data. Okay. Mm. Hang on. Let me find. Where are we? What do we want? What do you want to see? What What are you trying to see? Face. I'm trying to see your face. Is my camera not on? No. It is. Oh, is it not? Okay, now it is. Hang on. I didn't yeah. want to bring it up, but you're about to well, see it. Huh? Well, fair enough. Then. Okay, there you go. Right. Are you going to try and recreate? Is that what you're going to do? Right, okay. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. I can't speak. <laughs> I can't speak. That's right, guys. If you were patrons, you'd f- truly understand this. But on TikTok, there was a nine data thing. And I just thought I wanted to have a little go with a bit of a crowd. <laughs> so here we go. Can I get a nine data with these little tea bags in these cups? Okay, here we go. I've never, Michael may hit and Michael may miss. Now this could, this go horribly wrong. I've got a bit of a distance. And I've had no, I've had no practice here as well. Right, here we go. So the TikTok is the first one. Well then, then we're done, aren't we? Go higher, go higher. I missed the first one. Oh, there's too much distance. Let's go back, hang on. Hold on a second. You're doing, you've got to do them with pyramids. You can't do it with them. They're, that's impossible. All right. Oh, yeah, and he circles, don't they? That's one. Well, one. That's one. That's two. It's in the same one. Two. We'll oh. Oh. Sorry. Okay. Well, quality right. podcast. I'll go back and practice. Michael may hit. Michael may miss. James may hit. He's on a nine dancer. Um, He's on a nine dancer. You need, you need, you give yourself a, a chance. Give yourself a chance by getting um, PG tip pyramid bags. Yeah, we're a Yorkshire tea family now. I respect it. I really respect no, it. That's, I mean, the, that's t- the only tea that people really push forward as the best tea, don't you think? Uh, I, I would agree with you until I had um, I had uh, Twining's English breakfast tea, and that is the elite tea. Okay. Josh Rogers. Treble 19. Yes. Double 12. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> If you have energy's low, just go and watch the nine data. A lot of American people have no understanding of what we're talking about right now. Just search nine data. Okay. And Michael may hit. Michael may miss. Right. Michael miss. Live show on Monday. A couple of comments on that. Um, interesting one here. Forearms Gamers says, I've got my ticket for the live show and I'm hopefully going to bring my brother to watch as well. Problem is, he's never watched Jaffin. Oh my God, Really? This, it won't make sense. He'll stand there an hour just fucking confused. Like yeah. I was gonna be I was at a gig once and with this and so two of my best mates and another lad who's he was a little bit off. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Just I uh, didn't really get him. Maybe that's on me. But actually the same guy came round our house once and we watched match of the day. We were just chilling. And then we all we the three people that lived in the house went we were like oh okay we're gonna we're gonna go to bed now the three of us went to our rooms and he stayed he just sat there and we were like we were up the top of the stairs going what do we do what are we supposed to do like 
Why and in, in the end, I was like, he's your mate. You've you got to tell him to go. <laughs> and in the end, he came down and he went, yeah, um, I can't remember his name. Yeah, Ben, I think it's probably time, probably best you went. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Bless him. What was he doing? Just sitting downstairs, chilling? She wasn't ready to leave. Was he drunk? Nope. Didn't drink. Okay. <laughs> and also, sorry, anyway, so the same guy, we were at a gig, right? We were watching all the warm-up acts and all that stuff. And then, I don't know if you remember, there was a band called Glass Vegas. <laughs> yeah kind of yeah yeah they had one hit big hit and they came on we'd been there two hours waiting for the main event which is them and then they started playing got through half the first song and it was really loud it was really loud and he just turned to us he went i'm off i'm off i didn't wait two hours for this <laughs> he just left amazing anyway no, no you, did, you did wait two hours for this you yeah did. that's exactly what you've done so he said, I've thought about making him watch the podcast, but at the same time, him not knowing and being propositioned serial noshings is a prospect that I don't think I can miss. So question is, do I tell him or do I just say it's a football podcast? Flav, decide on that. Well, no, you've gone this far. Definitely don't tell him. Yeah. Um, actually, what's his name? <laughs> yeah, is there something we can do here? <laughs> is there something we can do? What's his name? Let us know. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Do we need anything from the people, Jim? So we do. And uh, I'll read this comment out first um, because we're going to have a new bit called uh, I'm Calling It, which we need your best stories that are either you can make them up or I don't think I don't think I don't I don't think you look. It's up to you whether you make them up or not. Right. Yeah. But you need they need to be fantastical right they yeah. can't it can't just be like oh yeah so then i saw i saw steve and gerard in my local shop and i you know i didn't say hello yeah. that's not going to cut it that ain't going to make it we need to we need to hear your fantastical i mean if they're football related that'd be great not a problem no, not not necessary at all whatever. not necessary at all really like no? don't worry about it being about football like, if it is then great but the important thing is that twist turns and something that is on the line of and put it puts out the question are we calling it because yeah, we will then really? put it to the audience on Monday, and we're going to see uh, we'll see what people say. What? Why does this? Because Luke just uh, put in the in the uh, comments here. Uh, return of my ghost pig story, lads. Why does that <laughs> ring a bell? That was um, Luke. So uh, Luke is one of our patrons. He he told us this story about how he saw a ghost once, but it was a pig in his living room when he was a child. Fucking idiot! Not an idiot. <laughs> what a wanker! Honestly. Oh, yeah. Everyone yeah. knows do, there aren't do, ghost pigs. Do, do you think Luke, Luke wakes up in the morning going, I'm going to be a wanker today? Yeah. Do you, do you think Luke, when other people have gone, oh, I think I saw a ghost last night, does he straight away go, human? <laughs> or animal. <laughs> was it a human or was it a, was it a pig, was it? Because he's desperate it's, to meet his, his old pig ghost friend. He's obsessed with animals. Like, he's, he's like... I'm, Ghosts aren't I'm, real. Ghosts, are, I can't... I'll, I'll try and provide empathy for a lot of stuff, but ghosts aren't real. It's yeah, ridiculous. Not, because they would, believe... they would tap you on the shoulder and go, hello. They wouldn't wait until it's really dark and make a tiny sound. No one cares. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's... um. He's like He, he, he dreams of ghost pigs and he shags dogs. Oh, what is this guy? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> had you read that comment before? No, <laughs> he's a dog bobber, isn't he? He literally wrote in capital letters, "Don't mention dog shagging, Flav. I can't do he, this anymore." He's uh, um. 
He's a bulldog <laughs> bubber, isn't he? Sorry, speaking ghost pigs. Sorry, Luke. So my my apologies. The ghost pig <laughs> said said to here. me, "We live here." <laughs> what nonsense! What are you on about, dog botherer? He is. He's a dog botherer. <laughs> yeah, Just leave like, him alone. One of his. What's your what are your oh, hobbies? Some... You so what are you into? I'm into bothering dogs. Nah, that's, that's that's not true. Right, so yeah, get your get, if you've got a story that people don't believe, that's what it is. If you've got a story that people won't believe, then please it's write absolutely it in true. Comments. Yeah, yeah, you know it's true. You know it's true, but you just sometimes you just can't get people to believe you. Maybe a couple do, but yeah. generally no. So this isn't that, but it's a good comment. Jersey three thousand six hundred said, "I'm calling it. The live show is going to start like this." The room is dark and silent with anticipation as Flav opens with the words, We can only move forwards. And the room replies in unison, Only forwards. Then James enters via the side door to lead the room in a hacker, just as a man baby in an ostrich sing. <laughs> Very good. Aye, aye, aye. And, uh, <laughs> Oh, what a small huddle of disappointed. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Looking thirsty homosexuals sit quietly at the bar, drowning themselves in their free drink while sharing awkward stories of lonely trips to fleet services. Thirsty homosexuals. Because we were saying, weren't we? I imagine there's a group of people actually expecting a full-on nosh-off. Uh, no. Thomas Martin um, yeah. then breaks the awkwardness with a moving operatic rendition ending with loud clapping from the back of the room as proud dad Nigel's massive hands clap, <laughs> claps thunder across the room in appreciation while flecks of leftover spaghetti fly from his man plates in every direction a single tear rolls down little James's cheek as he catches Flav's eye and they both share a brief moment of proud acknowledgement at the community they have built Sadly, I can't make it because I live overseas. But I have a great live pod, guys, and I look forward to listening in later. Very nice. Um, final thing. Uh, OUFC, 
I've bought a ticket to the live show, lads. Really looking forward to it. I may well end up going alone, but I'll be there. Hopefully uh, meet some nice fellow sluggies. So if there are people kind of... We've got our Discord server, haven't we? If um, I'll put a link into that if you want to get join the Jeff and Discord server. Um, and, you know, talk to each other. Meet up before. Yeah, can I, can I just say, if you're if anyone's there and they're alone or you see someone alone, invite them into your group. Don't make yeah. it like... People will turn up. Some, That's good. Some, for some people, it's a solitary... A solitary process. This uh, listening to this podcast, um, which is you know absolutely fine. Just bring him in. Just see, oh, there's a guy standing on his own. Go and talk to him. Yeah, you know, you, there's so and there's so many inns, isn't there? Chicken Nosher. Are you moist? You know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't ask it the other way around. Um, are you moist? Cheeky Nosher. Yeah. Cheeky Nosher. <laughs> this is gonna be. Uh... <laughs> It's a, a very inclusive, happy environment, and uh, you know everybody who listens to the podcast is going to be stand up, aren't they? No, no, no one being a twat. Yeah, everyone be lovely. Okay, easy, easy stuff, and we can yeah then enjoy the football. Imagine if there's one knob end who like Tottenham go one nil down, and he just gets in your face and goes ah. <laughs> oh yeah, that would that would be irritating. That's weak chat, isn't it? When you go ah, you know what I mean. Mm. Although there's. Do you, know what, do you know what's impossible to do is if someone smashes a glass in a pub, it's impossible not to go, wee. Wee. <laughs> All right. Uh, terrible chat-up lines. I think this has got legs, this one. So get your the worst chat-up lines you can think of. Um, Flav, obviously, you're a connoisseur of the chat-up line and with, with your go-to being. I can't bring them up. Yeah. You got pretty no, I'm not saying that. You got oh, that, that, that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant the actual one. What is your actual <clears> one? I'll tell you after. I'm not telling you. Too many people. Okay. Joe Easton, about the worst chat up lines. I had a mate a few years back who thought he was the bollocks with women. I set him the challenge of finding success with the line, Hi, my mum has that top. <laughs> it was the best <laughs> night out of my life, just following him around and watching him fail. Lovely. Wallace Boys, worst chat up line. I had a mate going to uni and he managed to go back to a girl's room in halls with another clingy mate that wouldn't take the hint to leave. Struggling for chat, he grabbed a stuffed toy on her bed of a crab and handed it to her and said, you've got crabs. Oh, dear. Both of them were asked to leave shortly after. This, oh, and this one is so good. This, honestly, it, it, I'm going to try, I'm going to try, you know, I giggle sometimes. I'm going to try, did you know that? I'm going to try my best not to, because this, honestly, it was like a of laughter. It was like an arrow to my heart. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to read it. (laughs) All right, just let me get it out now. I don't know if it's a chat-up line, but sitting in the library at uni and overhearing a convo between a girlfriend and boyfriend... The girlfriend complains about her tough life of uni essays and where to go clubbing that very evening. The boy interrupts like the alpha male he is and says, it's you and me against the world, kitten. Wow. (laughs) Kitten. It's you and me against the world, kitten. Kitten. Oh, that sucks. That word kitten just like, woof. You didn't find that funny? That's fine. That's fine. I found that hilarious. It's so cringy. Uh, can you answer this, Flav? Jersey says, you need to mention yep. the panel's reaction to Flav using we must beware hubris. 
on his last man standing pod trying to yeah, spread did. the word didn't have the same result and impact as when james does it what went, what happened well as soon as i said it one i thought yes i can say it this makes, this makes complete sense right. and a little nod to the to the to the boys and girls over at uh jaffin uh nothing they like booby i think it's booby or, or maybe it's george benson um and Adam sort of just ignored it, I think. And <laughs> you saw, if you watch it, you see Paul's face go, one must be wearing hubris, <laughs> and then starts cracking up. Did he say, he said it back to you, did he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He oh, did. Right, he was right. like, well, I think, I think Paul knew what it meant. Or, uh, but he, it's just funny, you just see him go, what did he just say? That's a shame. That is a shame. That is a shame. No, it's good. A couple of big games this weekend, just quickly, uh, if I may. The, uh, because it's it's yeah I've done a video on the run in uh, if people want to watch that looking at like the key sort of three or four games that will define your season dum 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 and uh, it is the league is so competitive isn't it you need to share your stream I am I am I am it's uh, it'll be up in a sec but so here are the fixtures a couple of a uh, couple of derby games in there as well actually hang on let me just share them ah. <laughs> Uh, look at that. So, Man City, Liverpool, 12.30. Odd time, Bosh. isn't it? 12.30? When you're making content, games like Man City and Liverpool are a dream. Yeah, but it's not... 12.30 is not ideal. No, it's not ideal. Apparently, according to uh, one Paul Machen, Liverpool don't win at Yes, he had. Haven't won since 2015, apparently. And, another little fact for you, don't win early kickoffs. Well, I kind of do feel like most fans feel like that. Yeah, no one likes no one likes any kickoffs. No one likes. Well, I guess I wonder if uh, the perfect fixture is if you're a, a Bournemouth taking on Liverpool. Yeah, probably away from home. Mm, yeah, maybe at home. Uh, yeah, taking on those big teams is is good because it kind of the, the atmosphere is just off. <gasps> Pardon me, sorry. Just, just on Bournemouth quickly, Jim. Sorry to jump on you. Um, Please don't. Well, I will. Uh, the you mentioned Carrick to Bournemouth, and wonderful season that gentleman's having. <laughs> Michael Carrick, yeah, yeah. Come on, okay. No, no, no. He's doing well. Where's it? What are you a Carrick fan? Eh? I just thought it was remarkable how well he's been doing this season. His unbeaten runs, incredible. You he's know, not... do you think on, the, on that video, sort of the perfect management. When I sort of asked, I was intrigued to see what people said when I put it out there and I knew a lot of them would kind of go already got him. We've already got the perfect manager. <laughs> and uh, Carrick was kind of one of those. And it made me think like Carrick is Carrick's just, he's the hot new thing, isn't he? There's, like, company. there's nothing sexier than a fresh out the game uh, manager what, with, a, is, with a strong philosophy of good football. This is what you were saying, Jim. Like, you know, you mentioned earlier about ex-pros and I, and I immediately thought Carrick and company are actually doing things. Yeah, that's they're true. Good. They're doing things, but they're lower down. They're not, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But then, then didn't Lampard do things with Derby and... and well, you know. he, I mean, they finished sixth the year before. They finished sixth with him. So, yeah, yeah. didn't do that much and probably spent as much, if not more money and had Mason Mount and for Kai Tomori in the side. Um, so, do you know it's mad what an, uh, one into? No, I wonder what a one um, one interview can convince me that company can be the next manager of Tottenham. I, he'd be a great shout. 
I, I, I think I like him. I like, and, and it's not just the football he's made Burnley play. And, and the, the bar is pretty low, given the fact that absolute dog shit that, that Burnley have had to, Burnley fans have had to, you know, bear witness to over the years. Um, but they, but, they uh, destroy it. The importantly, so two, well, so this will balance it out. Calm take, Flav, if you will. Okay. One thing is that the, the quality of football is very, very good. I did, so yeah. the dream teams I did with uh, QPR, I've done the same with West Brom, uh, with, uh, I've forgotten the names of one of them. I think it's Ajay and Daryl DK. Daryl D. I was saying, is there a team that you were like, wow, you're like, you guys are just a bit good. And he's like, Burnley. <laughs> he's like, Burnley's like, these guys are just way too good for us. So really? he has done that and they are absolutely destroying the league. He has, yeah. spent, he has spent a lot of, he spent has enough he? money. He, in much, that, di- much- in that division, he's, he's, you know, he spent a decent amount of money and been able to get, because there are some easier, easier elements, but, he has completely revolutionised how they play and they all play brilliantly. So kudos for that. I just think it, budgets matter. Budgets matter. Of course, yeah, yeah. But then, he, you know, with, he's like, they're, they're, mo- they're apparently, if you believe all these, you know, things you read on the internet, um, he, that they're, he's being groomed for the Man City job after Pep goes. Really? I thought Arteta was as well, but I guess it's too late now with Arteta. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love that. Oh, it just goes back. Don't I yeah. love that. Uh, just get him out. Company's such a good shout because, yeah, the, the style of football's brilliant. They really yeah. play good stuff. Really, really good mm. stuff. But also, so this is the thing that's really, like, I've really opened my eyes with what with Conte is that you need someone that grows with you. And that's what, who yeah. goes, let's, okay, yeah, I know we haven't won anything for a while, but let's go for, let, you know, don't worry about that. Let's just, let's just go for it. That's what you they need that energy again, and that's what you had with Poch the first time round. And as much as I, I yeah. think Poch is a great shout again, the mm. the one danger is and where Nagelsmann is a wonderful shout is that Nagelsmann has this so much more experience than Pochettino, but is you know that similar age and so has that energy to be the front man. Oh, Nagelsmann, so, yeah, no, the Pochettino is fifty one. No, no, I know. But Pochettino, the first time he was there. Was oh, right, right, right. my bad, right? my bad, my bad. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. And I think that's what you need. Like, you need a guy yeah, who's kind project. of... Yeah, he's on I, board. I get it. You've not won it. I've not won it. But I'm not, I'm not afraid. Let's give it a go. Like, that needs to be the attitude. And company kind of has a mix of both because he has won. He is clearly, like, you know, dripping in winner. But he's also... Yeah, I- not been I, I, I agree, mate. And I, I think, um, it, it, I mean, even if we don't get that, just a manager doesn't hate our fucking guts, that'd be great. That'd be a great start. Yeah. That'd be a great start. As you, who wants to score goals and play nice football, that'd be lovely. You know, you know, you said that Burnley, um, they spent money, and I guess they did, they have, they spent 38 million this summer, mm. uh, Euros, but they did bring in 76 million from players they sold. And I know that happens. They sold Nick Pope, Dwight McNeil for 17 million. That's good business. Uh, Maxwell Cornet West Ham has he been injured? Like what? He's yeah. I don't know if he's injured. He's just not been used much. Uh, Twenty million pounds. He cost. The thing is that I get. I get what you're saying, but it's still in the championship. If you're allowed, if you're given literally a blank piece of paper and you can spend forty million, yeah, you've got a great that, chance. You should get yourself into a, a decent position. That again, that said, he's completely revolutionised that whole team, and a lot of those players aren't players that you truly know too much about so i don't want to take you know the, the most impressive thing about him company is is just the way he handles himself yeah. the, the, the 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 aura that he has i know yeah. that doesn't guarantee anything in managerial but you you know when you know conte's aura was poisonous after we lost the game or, or drew one right 
but company seems like he's he he is in control of this and fundamentally yeah. anything that goes wrong is his responsibility he's not a scared um, he's not afraid a scared he's not afraid of that accountability i agree I, well, I i interviewed mark hughes on tuesday and asked him about company and he said it makes complete sense he's he's like such an impressive human being yeah and yeah i think i think he is again i i think it's easy to i think it's easy to be an amazing manager when you've got a great team but yeah you know it still do it though like... um and if he was made Tottenham manager which i'm sure he won't be where what success looked like do you think for you guys i think with I, him with him top, can top i four. can i can i say this i think you should sell kane look it's not a horrible suggestion i it's not Calm take, Jeff. Calm take. We're bringing calm takes back, by the way, guys. Yeah, calm take. Should Tottenham sell Kane? Look, look. Fundamentally, if, if there's an, even an opportunity to keep him, then you have to keep him. But if we were to sell him and start building a different sort of footballing system that's 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 attractive, that isn't built around his strength solely, while it might be painful for a season or two, we got to get to that point. That point eventually. And that day's coming. That day is coming. I mean, it's whether it's now or in, if he signs a new contract in three years' time, eventually you need to deal with it. It's just that if you let him go now, you're strengthening another team in the Premier League significantly. That's true. But if you let him go in three years, that's less of an issue and you've still got three years with him. Either way, you've got to make it work. There are lots of teams that are much better than Tottenham that don't have a player as good as Harry Kane at the top. So it's not like it's the end of Spurs if that happens. But... Um, Look, we've got to deal with it eventually, where it's now or in three years. So I just don't, I can't. It, it's like it'd be comparable to sh- seeing Sheringham leave and play in a Man United church. You know what I mean? It's he isn't leaving England. He's just announced his fourth kid. You know what I mean? He's not gonna, he's not gonna up sticks and move to Germany. So it'd be, definitely be another English club if he does go. Man United. Look, what, let me ask you a question. If Man United have to have a choice. Um, do you, w- w- you was in charge, right? Would you, and you had the option between signing Harry Kane, who's 29, nearly 30, uh, or signing Osserman for the same money? What do you think you go for? I think, I think I would go with Osserman just because of the, the age of him. Because there's a possibility. Now, Kane is an unbelievable pro. So it might, I, th- I think you're safe either way, but I think you're, you're inevitably going to get good resale value from Osserman, even if it doesn't work two years in. Whereas Kane, Kane, it, it's, it's sort of um, pump and dump. Like you're going to, you put your money in now and you're going to get him and you, and you may get him for four brilliant years. Now, and I would not be surprised at all. Maybe even longer because I bet he's taking care of himself brilliantly. Yeah, for sure. But that's kind of why, if I was, if you're running a smart business and your recruitment is correct, you do sell Kane now, and you get what's. Here's a question back to you then. What's the least you would take for him? You would need in to my, say okay. In my, in my brain, immediately it's a hundred million. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't want to sell him for that. Tottenham have come out. Or not come out again. Look, this is like we've got a couple of journalists that seem to have really good 
intel in the club and seem to get almost everything right. Gary Jacobs and is good. Although he's an absolute tosser. Matt Law seems to be, he's got a bit of a bugbear with Spurs, I think. But anyway, look, there's people out there that have said that um, he's not going, regardless whether he signs a contract or not. He's not leaving this summer, which means he could run his contract down. Um, so anyway, uh, I would say 100 million feels right. It's probably a lot, given the fact he's got a year left on his contract. But if you're Manchester United, you've got... If you get four years out of Kane for 100 million, it's a no-brainer. That's the one Arsenal... thing I would say about him at Man United is you bring him in, and although you might not... This is probably an unfair take, but like you might not have the total quality of some other teams, which again, yeah, is maybe unfair. What you do have is an unbelievable spine. Of Casemiro, yeah. Kane, and of huge experience as well, and guarantee and guarantee goals with Kane, like absolutely guarantee goals. And so I think there's, I think if you've got the money that Man United have got, there's no problem with either of them. The smart, sensible thing is to go for Osman because he's got he's got time on his side, but he has also not done it in the Prem, which whereas Harry Kane is guaranteed to do it in the Prem. So maybe when you're a team with Man United's money. You just go and you just go and get Kane and and let it be done and and kind of jumpstart your possibility of being proper title challengers. Yeah, because I don't think Osman does any better than Kane does in in the Premier League for Man United if he goes. Um, the only no. difference is that. And how long do you think Osman stays at any club in in England? Maybe three or four years if he does well, then goes on, moves on somewhere else. That's yeah, the same yeah, for Kane. Yeah, the only difference is. Yeah, but it's, it's just a, a fair assumption. But the the um, but then you don't get the sell on that with Kane. But mm. they're about to be if they're bought out by the Qataris, they wouldn't give a shit about that. It doesn't matter. So I think ultimately they would have to go all out for Kane. And if they've got unlimited funds, which essentially they will have because their revenue is so good compared to other clubs, yeah. or so high, or um, is that they can they can probably put another fifty million on Kane and force him. So Do you know what, one forms. thing I would say though is that they're very close when it comes to FFP, and yeah. So I I did a video on this because uh, and, and talking about Osman and Kane and different areas, and I basically mapped out the next three transfer windows for Man United, and I went mm. with Osman in that one. Uh, but this summer they need, regardless of how much money they have, they need to sell. It's knocking himself off. The, they need to sell. They need to sell and get some money in just to get themselves straight with FFP because they haven't brought in much money when it comes to yeah. That. Spent an absolute shitload more than any other club. Yeah, so they need to make a bit of money on I don't know Martial and uh, Maguire and Van der Beek, like if they can. Um, Wambasaka, they could maybe get some money for as well. So yeah, so hopefully they can't spend too much yeah, because that would be nice, uh, just broadly. Um, mm. But yeah, it's it's an interesting one. God, a lot of football chat. Just quickly, just because I, I thought it was good. This is definitely this game here is the uh, it's the uh, well run derby, isn't it? Brighton Brentford. You know, it's the your Brentfords, your Brightons derby. That's yeah, sorry, sorry. No, that's <laughs> no, honestly, no. Just let it breathe. That's all. Um, <laughs> that's all I have, to, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> just let it breathe. Yeah, Newcastle. <laughs> you know, I used breathe. to have this thing. <laughs> I used to have this phrase where uh, I would have this thing where I'd certain little lines or phrases, a bit like it's done it again. Um, 
I, they would just stay. Mm. They would just stay in my mind. And if I ever saw a woman's um, smoking, I would always go, "She tastes like cigarettes." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Newcastle Man United massive game as well at the top of the tree as they all just battle it out in that race, and it is a race for the top four. But Tottenham are there at the moment. Tottenham are there at the moment. Yeah. Do you know it could be? Yeah. Yeah, Monday night you could be feeling good. Man United, you want Man United to lose to Newcastle? What do you want? Uh, there? What do you want? Ooh, what do you want? I probably want no. They got, they got two games. No, they, they, I need them to beat Newcastle. I've pretty much given up hope on the top four. To be honest, not 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 because our injuries are like Emerson Rowe's out for the season. Uh, ben Davis is out for the season, and we our only left wing back currently is Perisic. He picks up a knock. Um, and Perisic is defensively an absolute binfire. Going forward, fantastic. You know, <laughs> binfire. Never heard that one. Good, good. Uh, right. What else have we got? Last couple of bits. Oh, just wanted to give you thoughts on this. Daniel, Daniel Obera. Question for the pod. In a world where the landscape, and we've kind of touched on this before, but I just thought it was interesting. In a world where the landscape of football media is dominated by Brits who've all been indoctrinated with a love of their club from birth, how can I, an American who's only been able to support Tottenham since I was a teenager when I started following the Premier League, earn credibility as a fan? I'm now 25, and I only just recently had the opportunity to visit London a few weeks ago, where while, while there I found that announcing my allegiance to my club was usually met with a roll of the eyes. There was once when another Spurs fan muttered something along the lines of, go back to soccer land, under their breath. I'm always genuinely interested in how traditional okay. fans of clubs feel about fans who live abroad. Is there a definitive criteria we can outline or allow someone to pass the vibe check or are all of us just destined to be seen as cringy soccer landers i don't think everybody everybody sees you like that though mate you're just you've had a bad experience and that's why you feel that way but we've had we had an american on the fighting cock from the start chicago dan way back in 2012 so i don't before it's cool to have uh, American friends. Um, the yes, yeah, so I don't feel like there's. You, oh, you got to just not try. Essentially, there's no. There are people that will never accept you, and there are people that that are indifferent, and other people that will welcome you. So that's just nature of of these things. But Spur, um, Tottenham, and you know football in general, it's, it's steeped in tradition and and, and local uh, and very much a, a, a domestic. So I know it's played around the world, but we feel like it belongs to us. And the Premier League belongs to us, and 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 the and that's the kind of attitude you're going to have to deal with. But you know, most people just you know just happy to have another person interested in the game. And if it's Spurs, great. I mean, US fans that support Arsenal are fucking cretins. But other than that, they're all good. Uh, so two things from me. One is I think that's a good point. Don't try, just know. That's what I would say. Like if you just, don't, if just you don't try, on. and then someone goes, "Oh, I'm Tottenham fan." And then, you, then you're sort of dropping little bits of knowledge. Then, without again, without trying to like, because that can be sometimes people can go, "Oh no, I do know, I do know." But don't worry about that. If you know, yeah. just know, just know. All right. Secondly, I would say that a while back, I would have gone, I would have had that sort of like cringy feeling. I've honestly, I, I think I've truly, truly like completely let that go. I think it's about because like it's been such a global game for so long now, and like the investment in your team. 
and what you kind of need to know if you are into it, that will come out in the wash as you have a conversation with people. So yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, I, don't I, worry about it. Don't look for don't look for um, what approval. do you call it Re- approval and recognition in those places because they've already made up their mind and you don't need to. Yeah, don't yeah don't try and do don't try and be hard either. You know, like Green Street and you know, the guys like Amer- right, yeah. the American gets into hooliganism, right? Mm. Just to finish up, cool it, cool it, uh, cool it. School chat slash fucked up games. Plague boy, plague boy. Nine three nine. How need... many plague boys are there? <laughs> I need, I need a name. I need a name. An online name. Everyone has online names. I need one for myself. Yeah. What should I come up with? Something, something plague... approachable. <laughs> plague, plague, all right, let me... plague, plague boy. boy. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Well, there's a nice ring to it. Scans, it scans. Yeah, yeah. We had a game called Punches. You'd literally just take turns punching each other until someone gave up and the only rule was you couldn't punch someone in the face. Good. Yeah, I remember that. Andrew there's Jones. Nothing, nothing better than a bit of schoolboy violence, isn't it? Yeah, simpler time. Yeah. Speaking of which, Andrew Jones, we had a game called Pistachio. It involved rubbing a pistachio against the ground until it was very hot and then branding one another with the shell. Oh. We play until we ran out of shells and walk back to glass with little red welts on our arms. Simpler times. Ross Simpson. Not really a fucked up game, but one time at my school, some year 11s nailed two fence posts together in an A plus shape. No, in an A shape, I think. And put one of the posts uh, through the loops of a year seven kid's backpack. (laughs) <laughs> they then put his arms back through his backpack loops and oh, literally God. crucified the poor kid. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's bullying. That's not a game. Yeah. Have you, have you ever heard... Um, uh, oh, a plus shape, Ross says. Um, um, Theo Von oh, a cross, talk about yeah, the game. Oh, a cross like, shape. Uh, <laughs> sorry, go on. You ever heard what Theo Von said about um, a game he, he used to play with his mates called Gay Chicken? He said, basically, they would just hold each other's cocks and whoever got an erection first lost. <laughs> I heard this terrible story. I'm like, uh, we went on this. At uni, there would be this like trip where all the, all the teams of all the sports teams would go to this to somewhere in France or whatever and just have an absolute piss up. And there was this rumour about the rugby team at Sheffield Hallam where apparently two blokes had ended up. You know, rugby banter's a bit... It's quite homoerotic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And two blokes had um, they'd sort of going, go on, kiss each other for banter. And it just escalated. And, and like, well, go on then, <laughs> touch each other's willies for banter. And it ended up, they ended up shagging each other, apparently. <laughs> Fucking rubbish. Go on. Go, go on. on if you, yeah, go on if you yeah. shag him then. Shag yeah, what? Him. It was banter, mate. Mate, it was banter. Hey, it was banter. Why are you looking at me like that? Yeah. <laughs> He was shagging in front yeah. of everybody. <laughs> I think the truth was probably two of the guys were gay. <laughs> two yeah. of the guys were gay. And, gay, uh, and we're just sort of, at that time, back in that day, they were thinking, oh, you know, how do we... Yeah. I'm not, hey, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I'll knock you off. What's the problem? And they ended up having... Apparently, they ended up having sex with you. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Just bantering it. Fortunately, we've come a long way. Um... Do you know what made me laugh the other day? Because I'm a child. I was listening to the radio and it was, um, they were talking about that. We're going to be uh, hearing about the press conference where, uh, what's, Anthony Josh has taken on 
Joshua and Franklin came face to face. I didn't imagine them <laughs> coming face to face. They, uh, there was. We, used, I used to work for a youth charity called Exposure way back in the day, right? <laughs> Where is this going? <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, and part of the job was we would sell supplements. We produced a youth magazine, and we would sell supplements to local services. So it might be sexual health services, for example. Um, and part of the role of the magazine was just to talk about things, keep things out in the open, you know, encourage, encourage conversation, and to you know highlight. We might have been, we might have done a, a, a supplement on being gay, right? Um, so we interviewed. We did Vox Pop. Uh, and we used to interview people, uh, you know, kids, young people. What do you think about homosexual behavior? Or what do you think about two men kissing in public? Whatever it might be. And then you'd get the canvas for opinion. This bloke went, yeah, I'm all right as long as they don't come in my face with it. <laughs> He's just like, okay, we're going to print that verbatim. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with them. Just don't, I don't want them yeah. to come in my face with it. Mm. All right, guys, got no problem with this. You, but you, uh, Just to be clear, I'm going to be standing over there. Can you not make sure you don't ejaculate in my face? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, I watched the other. Uh, we got into Last of Us finally. Watched the first oh, couple, yeah. and it's amazing. Are that honestly, it? I was bawling my eyes out with the. Whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa! I know, but people, many people okay. might not have seen it. All right, but I know, you thought, you know exactly what you're talking about. The, how beautiful is that love story? I just think it's well, yeah. Is that enough? It's too much. Yeah. Okay, nah. uh, Ollie Drew, cool at school. Uh, similar to Pylon in this pod, which was the previous pod, um, where people would just chase people and pile on them. When playing football on Astro at lunch, the ball would commonly get twatted over the fence, which would bring a five-minute delay in the game. The, the group groaned when the ball went over the fence or on the roof. Oh, it was always Murray Gray for us. It was this lad, Murray Gray, wouldn't play football. And he'd rock up five minutes to go and he'd just whack it. <laughs> just like, yeah, we ours was Glenn Cutbush. <laughs> right. And he, he would... It, it was my stepbrother, Glenn Cutbush. <laughs> and he would, he, I remember him, he had a fucking ferocious shot on him. Like he was big for his age as well. And he'd hit, you know, those kids that just had a, a shot, a leg like a cannon, and the ball would just yeah. fly. He, he twice in, I think, a week, he hit this ball and it just flew through and over the gates and through the geography window. Wow. Teacher was, uh, pop his head out and goes, Is that you again, Glenn? <laughs> So when there's this five minutes delay, at this point, all 30 to 50 sweaty teenage boys would scan the Astro for a victim to pile on whilst the ball's out of bounds. The victim most of the time was a greasy little Portuguese lad who who knew what was coming as soon as the ball left the stratosphere. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. His like, shoulders sink. God, oh no. Oh, he'd start to leg it, I'd imagine. You could see the fear of... <laughs> Falls in over right. Where, where he's gone, is that lad? There's a moment, isn't there? Like when it's in the air, and he's going. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it makes no sense. You could see the fear on his face as all of us ran over to him to trip him up and bundle on his frail Mediterranean body. <laughs> Why? Why is the Mediterranean Portugal information so necessary? Frail Mediterranean body. Uh, this lasted for about three minutes until the ball was spotted flying back into play. At this point, normality would resume as if nothing had happened. Sometimes he tried to kick the ball over purposefully to get 
to get out of the testosterone fueled mound, I, it never worked. Ah, oh dear. Very good. And final thing, bit of curry panic. Uh, for those you who don't know, this is when uh, you've had a curry. So we were saying you get have a, have a meal, then go out. It's dangerous, and you may. Nah. What? One must beware curry panic. Curry panic. Uh, it's Husey. This is uh, out with some uni mates at a law society social. The plan is to go for a curry, spoons, and then clubbing at clubbing in Nottingham. Mm. So actually, do you know, this fan was saying. <coughs> fan was saying to me, oh, "You need to go meet up with your mates more." And I was like, "Okay." And I was like, "What oh, a woman! What, a, what do you know? Yeah. What how, what a nice thing for." a wife or a husband to say, why don't you go out and see your friends a bit more? That is so fucking healthy and wholesome. God, I love her. Yeah, she's great. But we were, we then sort of, about what you do with blokes is like, and she was saying, blokes don't go for like a nice meal. They go for a curry. <laughs> they're like, they're just, they don't want it. You know, they don't want to sort of, they've got to be careful in what they're doing. So it's like, go for a nice meal. So when I went out with uh, Dom yesterday. And a nice meal. she said, where are you going? I said, well, Dom said there's a couple of things. There's like, we could go for a curry. She went, see? I went, oh, no, we haven't yeah. gone for a curry. Yeah. And I was like, so I thought I had the higher ground. And then um, she went, what are you doing? I went, oh, we're going to Nando's. And she went, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. But yeah, does anyone go for like really stunning meals with their lad mates? Yeah, well, let's just go for proper, like, high-class quality sure, That's what Rory wants to do. We're trying to do that well, with Rory for a while. I know. Like, I'm... So- I'm kind of like, when you, like earlier, you went to me, like, well, we've got to meet on Monday, have a little chat, maybe go for something to eat. In my head, I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, no, we're not allowed to do I'd rather go, go for a pub, to yeah. a pub. You feel safe. Maybe there. get a you snack. You feel safe. What do you, are you concerned? What's, what's going to happen? I'm, I'm worried about being sluggish if I eat, eat loads oh, of food. Oh, I see, I see, I see. I, see. I thought you meant, like, yeah, I don't know, you thought it was, I don't know. You just thought it'd be awkward, us having a sit-down oh, meal. No, shut up, of course not. Well, we've done it before, didn't we? Brick Lane. Yeah, we have done it. Yeah, Brick yeah. Lane. Remember I've, it well. I, I feel like Hughes is trying to make this a bit more laddie, but he goes because the start goes out, out with some. You could you could read this in two different accents. Out with some yeah. uni mates at a law society social. Social. Plan is to go for a curry, spoons, and then clubbing in Nottingham. <laughs> As a relatively quiet lad, new to the group, I attempted to gain some respect from my fellow uni guys by ordering a vindaloo. Brackets, four little chilies on the menu. <laughs> it was a nice curry, but incredibly difficult to keep a level head whilst trying to ingest what felt like molten metal in front yeah. of molten metal in front of all of these other lads. Weather spins followed each of us, seven lads getting a round in, so five Carlsbergs and two double vodka lemonades deep. Hopefully hopefully you went early with that, with the rounds. Anyway, after that, I was deep. I was struggling to keep my curry down. The panic is now setting in. As we arrive at the club, I know I'm in for a long night as these lads want to stay until 3 a.m. That's just two, two weeks on the trot where people have gone, they've declared early doors that we'll be staying till 3 a.m. Is that a thing? I thought you just sort of went out and... Yeah, I, I, yeah. I I was one of the people, there were a few of When we used to go out, there we were pretty good. We'd be there to the end and, um, and beyond sometimes. But... There was a couple of people, you know, just would disappear at some point during yeah. the night, not say goodbye. They would just be gone. And you wouldn't worry about them because they did it every time. But do you know, my mate, my, I'm going to name him because this is embarrassing. Well, on the stag do, Bear, this lad Bear, he's, he is such an accountant. It's unbelievable. So it's all about, it's all about balance sheet. Now, he, he's done very well for himself. Okay. Let's put it that way. And when we were in the stag, we had to pay in, um, we had to pay in cash. 
So we sort of paid for this like meal and and that, and we we're like, let's just get a kitty sorted, shall we? Everyone chuck everyone chuck fifty euros in. So everyone does it, and then it was like, oh, Bear doesn't want to do it, and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, Bear, put fifty, put fifty euros in the kitty. And he's like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know where it's going to be used, and I was like, what are you saying to me? And he's like, it's fifty, just put fifty quid in the kitty, like we're all, it's all going to be on stuff that that's the point of a kitty, and he's like. But basically, he's like he's got it already in his mind that he's not going to stay out past like midnight, and therefore right. he's not going to get any of the shots <laughs> or whatever it might be. And anyway, yeah. went to the next bar really... and started using the kitty, and then all of a sudden he's having to put his fifty quid in. What an egg! <laughs> just do it. There is, there is, um, yeah. You just those you just guys, those bloody guys. Anyway, uh, after a long night, uh, as the music gets louder, I felt my vibrating through. Okay. I felt uh, vibrating through my body, uh, sending the vindaloo into frenzy. Eventually, I see the curry in the bowl of the Rock City, Nottingham toilets. Never again. You've learnt your lesson. Uh. I did want to finish with this. So again, final thing on Stag. It was so funny. So it was disgusting. It was so funny, right? Uh, another one of my mates. I won't name him, but he was steaming because it took us. It took us a very, very long time to even get to this. Uh, the, where were we? Dortmund, uh, Cologne. Mm. Anyway, by by the time it's the end of the night. He started doing these horrific farts, Ugh. and then we're on the dance floor, and he did one, and it was so bad. It was it literally cleared the entire it cleared. It wasn't just the like oh, you you know the accusing like mime accusing. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It was honestly the whole place just everyone just left it. It's so bad. It was so bad, right? And then my, what was so funny though, about ten minutes later, um, Dom. My mate, he'd he like disappeared and was like, oh, one of the doms. He comes back and he's fuming, and I'm like, because normally, like you know, when doms fuming, like it's different, right? right. And he's yeah. so he went, he went. I've just been sick. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> And he's like, it's not funny. It's not funny. I've just been. He's made. He's made me sick. I'm not. This isn't. I'm not drunk. This isn't down to alcohol. The smell of his fart has just made me have to go to the toilet and vomit. He was fuming. It was so funny. That is, that is amazing. So funny. <laughs> angry with him. Really angry. Yeah, he's like, I've just been. I've just been sick, and not because of alcohol. I smell that. <laughs> that is so disgusting. <laughs> that is amazing. It was so bad. It was amazing. incredibly bad. Uh, and on that bombshell. Bombshell. Brilliant. We break it. We break, we break for the end of this podcast, but we will be back, obviously, next week. And the live show is Monday. upon us. Very excited. Slag. Looking forward to it. Um, yeah. I think we're going to be going... Oh, this is important, isn't it? We will be starting at 630 hour-long podcast so mm. uh doors open at what five six six you can go earlier but the public get kicked out at six i think okay all right um right wonderful stuff exciting times looking forward to it if you want to become a patron links in the description have a great weekend only forwards see you later peace 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.